Hello and welcome to another episode of the Good Journey Pod. I'm your host, Brady Josephson. Today we have part two of a conversation I started with Rich Johnson. Rich is my former boss, an all-around great guy, but he's also the founder of Spark Ventures, a nonprofit working in Zambia, Nicaragua, and now Mexico on sustainable development. But then also the focus of today's conversation is the second thing that Rich started, which is Ignite. Uh, Ignite provides cross-cultural experiences and ways for people to contribute to the world. It's a for-profit company and works hand-in-hand with Spark and other nonprofits. So it's an interesting business model, and today we're going to dive more into that and that decision behind kind of spinning it off, the differences between nonprofit and social business. And I think it's very interesting, and I hope you do too. So thank you, as always, for listening. And so maybe the like travel and trips brings us to today where Sparks 10, turning 10, turning 10. Right. Um, And the recent kind of launch of Ignite. Um, So I want to spend the rest of the time talking about maybe um, why you made the decision to spin off Ignite. So you have to tell us what Ignite is. (laughs) But then also uh, like that relationship between Spark as nonprofit, Ignite for profit. What does that look like? And what's the relationship, if any? Um, I want to talk about this whole travel experience um, trip and what does the future look like for Spark and Ignite? Yeah, uh, that's a lot. Well, I'll, I'll jump in and then pause and you can, <laughs> uh, we can go down any path you want. But uh, in terms of why and, and how Ignite got started, it, it really is about uh, the 10 the year sort of milestone that Spark was coming up on and us stepping back and doing some some strategy work and saying, if Spark is going to be around another 10 years, what does that look like? And I think it's a really important thing for organizations to do periodically. Mm-hmm. And so we did, we stepped back and we said, well, there are a couple different paths we could go down. And one of them was, uh, as we took in and did sort of an internal audit of, of what, um, what, what resources and assets and what we had learned um, what did we have in, in sort of the Spark portfolio? One of them was this incubated impact travel uh, program. And it, uh, you know, it had been incredibly powerful uh, for Spark in terms of connecting the communities, the donor community with the communities abroad that, that we were supporting. Um, it, but the experiences themselves on these trips, they, they're not traditional sort of uh, volunteer or service trips. In fact, we don't even use the, those, those words because the experiences are much more about cultural immersion, they're about community engagement and learning. Um, they're about seeing the, the beauty of these countries culturally and um, in terms of, you know, uh, nature and the outdoors. Uh, and so these experiences had become uh, almost a business unit within, uh, within Spark. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, through a series of discussions and, and decisions, we decided that um, it it could make sense to shift that over into a separate entity and uh, um, allow it to expand, allow it to reach its full potential, not only by continuing to offer these experiences to the donor community at uh, for Spark, but to begin to offer those experiences to companies as a way to engage, develop, and inspire their employees. Because really, um, that is one of the biggest challenges that, that the corporate world has these mm-hmm. days, um, not just with millennials, but certainly um, with them becoming, you know, the largest portion of the workforce in the, in the next few years. 
Um, how do they engage, develop, inspire their employees? And one of them, one of the ways to do that is through unique and powerful experiences. And um, so that's that's what we've that's what we've done. We uh, ignite sort of. Uh, soft launched in in the summer, and then just in the last two weeks, um, we sort of made a, a public announcement uh, about about Ignite and have begun to um, you know talk with with the media and the press about uh, about this new company. And we've signed some uh, uh, some companies to do these experiences with us, and those are are on our calendar as well as um, individual trips that we'll continue to do for the Spark Donor community, or really anyone who's interested in traveling. And so, uh, the kind of like revenue model or the business model is um, like companies will pay you to run these trips for their employees, and uh, nonprofits will pay you to do these uh, trips and experiences for their donors. Uh, is that is that kind of the the revenue model? Yeah, so companies can can offer this as sort of customized uh, exclusive team opportunities where really it will just be their employees that would travel together. And um, and then there's all kinds of, uh, you know, sort of uh, strategic team building. Um, you know, you can sort of insert um, some training and development on these experiences. They're, they're naturally experiences that lead to insights around leadership development, cultural competencies, diversity and inclusion. There are so many um, important topics in the workplace that are highlighted on these experiences. Um, so one of the ways that companies offer them uh, is, is you know, to a group of employees. Uh, and then another is that we will have, we will have experiences um, that a company can send just two or three uh, uh, employees on and the so the experience itself will include employees from multiple companies and and then there's sort of networking and and a, a different type of shared experience where you're rubbing shoulders with um, employees from other companies and um, getting to hear about their story and their work and potentially sharing best practices um, things like that and then the third uh, is really that um, uh, we will continue to offer these for individuals. Um, typically, on the on um, you know, in terms of donors of uh, for Spark Ventures, um, those individuals pay for for their trip themselves. The the nonprofit doesn't doesn't pay for it. Oh, gotcha. Um, so that that was another question: is what's that relationship in this case between like Spark and Ignite? Um, and then, do you see the relationship developing or growing between, say, Ignite and other nonprofits? Yeah, that's a great question. Some uh, the second part of the question, I actually don't. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't know the answer to whether or not um, Ignite will, um, you know, what its relationship might look like to other nonprofits. Um, certainly, we will continue to add community partners around the world um, in order to expand the number of experiences and the locations that that we're able to offer these um, these trips to. Um, in terms of the relationship um, with Spark, one, it's a it's a great one um, because we've sort of uh, taken the the burden of uh, of running these trips off of uh, of sort of Spark's team and and staff. And what it's allowed Spark to do is focus more exclusively on continuing to raise um, funds and deploy those funds strategically with those grassroots partners. Mm -hmm. um, and a portion of um, you know the revenue model on the uh, for Ignite uh, with each of these experiences that is that there's a a portion of the trip fees that always go to the community partners. 
Mm. And in the case that it's a community partner of Sparks, it, you know, it, it flows through Spark um, to that community partner. Mm. Um, and uh, we think that's really important. Uh, I mean, the vast majority of the trip fees are actually spent in country. So even beyond the contribution to the community partner that, mm. that we're spending time with, um, we're infusing, um, you know, uh, uh, funding into the local economy, which creates jobs and, and supports small businesses, everything from the boutique hotels where we stay to the restaurants that, that we eat at to the ground transportation companies that we hire. And is there a community partner in every trip? Is that what you're saying? Like yes. if a company did it with their leadership team, there'd be a community partner that you would visit and the funds would go to and that exactly. kind of thing? Exactly. Yeah. The pillars of these experiences, the first is cultural immersion. Um, and, and largely we're able to facilitate that kind of cultural immersion, immersion because we have the community partners and these longer term relationships where, um, right. you know, Nicaraguans or Zambians are able to take us off the beaten path to the restaurant or on the hike that, that, you know, really the locals are the ones that, that know about that. And those are also the relationships that, that allow us to do meaningful community engagement um, with these community partners. Um, you know, in, in Nicaragua, you may end up uh, supporting with a, a youth education program at a community center and then hiking a volcano. Um, and in Mexico, uh, you may end up um, collaborating with a women's entrepreneur program and then having a margarita on the beach, you know, at sunset. It's just these... Um, these experiences are, are something that I don't think, you know, you can't just go on Expedia and buy them, right. you, you know, like <laughs> right. these are, these are, are carefully curated and, and they're, they're rooted in the deep relationships and, and, and really the 10 year history that we've had in, in developing them. Hmm. And what about the decision to be a for-profit as opposed to a nonprofit? Uh, what are the advantages or, or is this another case where you didn't think about it or you did think about it and made this decision uh actually we spent a fair amount of time yeah on on this on this topic and looked at a lot of different models um we we decided at the end of the day to um, structure it as a for-profit because we believe that allows us to maximize our impact um Mm -hmm. you know there's um there there's social value in the product itself um and uh we're we're really um, uh, we want to be able to grow this into a, a big uh, business. And um, to do that, um, you know, there are investors that are coming around the table. Um, there are large corporate partners, um, you know, um, Fortune 500 companies that we're talking to. And, um, and really the best vehicle uh, to, to do this um, was, was a for-profit business. And so... That, that was a decision that we did, you know, we did definitely spend time thinking about and uh, um, came to that conclusion. Uh, see, I find this part um, fascinating and trying to, you know, we'll talk about what's the future now for Ignite and Spark, but looking sure. at the future of like this social good space, which is partly what this podcast is about and things like that is I'm really interested to see as more and more and more entrepreneurs like you, potentially like me um, and other people are choosing to do very much kind of classic traditional nonprofit type work in terms of who it benefits and the purpose or the motivation behind it as for profits or B Corps or triple C's or 
right. social entrepreneurs or whatever they want to be called, but it's not a nonprofit, even though the real purpose is actually very much kind of like traditional nonprofits. And so I think like in Canada, we're having fewer and fewer and fewer uh, registered charitable donors each year. And in the US, like charitable giving as a percentage of GDP is flat. And I think one of the big reasons is more and more people are buying things, um, giving to friends, but, but that they're living up values, but it's not captured under the umbrella of nonprofit or charity, even though it's, you know, still very much social purpose. So I, I think it's going to be fascinating in the next 10 years to see how nonprofits respond and how uh, millennials and donors even uh, kind of react as well. And what, what are the impacts on the traditional philanthropy, charity, nonprofit space? Because people like you and this idea are saying, you know what, we're going to be a business because of these advantages. And that's happening a lot. I think the other thing that you'll you'll see are more strategic partnerships, and that's really what Ignite and Spark have. You know, right now is this strategic partnership, um, and it it hopefully you know the 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 travelers that that um, that go on an Ignite experience, they're introduced to the community partners. Um, they have a, a phenomenal time. They build relationships, and they come back and they say, hopefully. Um, if they came with their company, they say, our company needs to do this every year, you know, and, and that sort of feeds the, the Ignite mm -hmm. revenue model and the growth of that organization. But they also, they come back and they say, I would really like to, to be involved in an ongoing way with that community partner that we visited and spent time with. Well, well that leads them over to the Spark side, you know, of, uh, of this partnership and they become involved. And in fact, we saw this as we took, um, over a dozen uh, corporate leaders on an experience to Nicaragua under the Ignite umbrella, most of whom had never heard of Spark Ventures. They were introduced to Spark on that trip, um, and they came back, of course, very fired up to, yeah. to tell their companies about Ignite, but they also showed up at the 10-year anniversary event for Spark and contributed financially in, in, in quite significant ways. And so I think you're going you're gonna to see more um, partnerships and, and trying to, to create more synergy um, between the social sector and, and sort of the business world. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. Um, one of my favorite interviews that we've done on the pod was with uh, Matthew Polson, who founded a company called Omaze. Okay. And they do like charity auctions for experiences. So like have breakfast with Justin Bieber or something, but you can buy a raffle ticket for essentially $10 and then the winner gets to have breakfast with Justin Bieber. But it's a for-profit company that raises money for charities, leveraging kind of these amazing connections and experiences. And it's not, obviously not the same, but it's similar where it's a for-profit sure. entity that uh, thinks it can grow and scale and do more impact. But it's relying on these partnerships um, who actually carry out the work. Um, and so I think that's a really good point, regardless of, of structure, more of these kind of um, partnerships. Uh, developing between kind of for profits and nonprofits, and that'd be great to see. That'd be that'd be super cool if that happens. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, looking forward now, the the future of Ignite. Um, you know, you just kind of publicly launched. You said uh, focusing a lot on on corporations. What do you think the next kind of year looks like for for you and Ignite? Well, we're we're really excited that uh, you know some of these companies that that we're in conversations with, and some that have already signed, and we're beginning to to plan their experiences. Um, we you know we had a, a significant amount of interest before we even made kind of the public announcement about it ignite, and so 
you know, we're confident that, that this is a, this is a product, this is a company, um, that that's needed. And, um, in particular, because, you know, that one of the challenges that I mentioned before is that companies need to find ways to engage and develop their employees, but they also, as you said, um, have to be investing in social responsibility. That's what consumers and employees are expecting. They want to work for a company and they want to buy from a company that cares about, um, you know, giving back and, and being a, a responsible business in, in, in today's world. And these experiences bring those three things in a, together in a unique way. And um, so, you know, our goal is, um, is to get as many of these experiences on the calendar and, and working with um, uh, as many companies as we can. Um, we're not sure if it's going to be fewer companies and we're going to be going deeper mm. or if it's going to be working with a lot of companies um, and, and sort of broader one trip a year. Um, um, we're, we're prepared for either. Um, and maybe it'll be both. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, uh, but we, we are, you know, we're really excited and, and I think it, um, it, you know, it, it does going all the way back to what I talked about at the beginning of why I started spark. It was because of the experience that I had. And yeah, right. really that is what's at the core of ignite is this idea that an experience can change your world. Um, you know, that, that an experience where you have the opportunity to connect, um, with your team members or with people from another country um, in a deep and meaningful way, that it really does. It, it changes our perspective. It can change um, uh, the way the world uh, operates and works. And what about the future of Spark now? Uh, 10 years, what is the next, I was gonna say, what do the next 10 years look like? But that's crazy. So maybe just like the next year or two <laughs> uh, as Spark evolves, what, what's ahead for Spark? Sure. Uh, well, at our 10-year anniversary uh, event, we announced that um, Spark's newest partner is an organization called Entre Amigos in, in Mexico. Um, it's a phenomenal uh, community center that is uh, working in areas ranging from at-risk youth to women entrepreneurs. Uh, they do computer literacy and they do environmental stewardship. Uh, it's in an area just north of, uh, of Puerto Vallarta that's been highly impacted by the tourism industry. And this community um, is, is responding in really healthy and holistic ways. And um, so uh, on the Spark side, we're, we're really excited to be partnering with them and to be um, encouraging and, and supporting both with funding and, and strategy, in particular, their at-risk youth and women entrepreneurs program. Um, that's uh, what's on, you know, kind of the immediate re radar. And... Uh, um, and then also we're, um, you know, kind of jump back to some of the board, um, stuff. Um, we're in the, we're in the process of, of recruiting, um, some new board members, uh, which, uh, largely happened because, um, we had so many directors that stayed on for their full six, uh, years that joined, um, you know, five to six years ago. And many of them now are, are needing to, to, to rotate off and take a break. And so um, there's some rebuilding of the board um, that, that we're doing, again, in a healthy way. Um, but that's always exciting because it's an opportunity for a new person to, to step in and help shape the next decade of, of Spark. Very cool. Well, um, thank you so much for taking so much time and kind of walking us through 10 years of amazing work pretty quickly. And um, I Obviously, as a personal note, I can't thank you enough for hiring me and uh, <laughs> letting me be a, a small part of this 
this story. It's been so cool to uh, follow along. And then even prepping for this, I was thinking about how powerful a lot of those experiences were like a board member who uh, like taught me how to drink whiskey uh, and other board members who, who shaped my view on like investment in companies. And, you know, a lot sure. of this harkens back to, to spark days, you know, it's very, very powerful. So thank you. <laughs> I think we, I think we both saw our first $10,000 check together at a, at a breakfast, if I remember right. I, I can picture a, how large your eyes were. Uh, I, I can yeah. still <laughs> we had a lot of, yeah, we had a lot of great uh, firsts and, and experiences together. And, and um, I really thank you for, for taking the risk and, and joining the team because you certainly helped shape Spark Ventures. And here we are 10 years later, and now there's two companies. That's awesome. Uh, speaking of those two companies, where can people learn more about you, Spark, and Ignite? Sure. So uh, sparkventures.org uh, is a great place to, to go for Spark. And on the Ignite side, our website is experienceignite.com. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn, Rich Johnson, and if you type Rich Johnson and, and Ignite, um, I've been spending a lot more time on LinkedIn these days. I think it's a, a great platform both for, for business and for nonprofits. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's an untapped source for, for nonprofits and definitely great for business. So uh, be sure to check those out. And thank you again, Rich, for, Thanks, uh, for sharing so much with us today. Great to be on the good journey with you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you want to learn more about Rich Johnson or Ignite, you can do so at experienceignite.com. And if you missed part one of the conversation and just are dying to listen to it, you can find it at thegoodjourneypod.com or wherever you get your pods, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, etc. to search for The Good Journey Pod. Thank you for listening.